Hey everyone, welcome to Bitchin' Bout Broadway, where we talk about Broadway behind your back. I'm your bitchin' host, Elijah Zurich, and today I have my bad bitch bestie and mother, Nikki Zurich. Hello, I'm back again. <laughs> She's back at it. <laughs> so, this segment is gonna be a little different. We, we, gotta, we got some vibes today. So, we, usually we review shows and we discuss particular shows. However, today, we're going to be talking about what every person that is inspired, uh, like, uh, that is aspiring to do theater, or even is in it, currently, actively, we're talking about the audition process. And this includes resumes, headshots, and research slash preparation. Thank you so much, Mom, for being in here. So, my mom is absolutely fantastic. She is an expert because she's been with me every step of the way since my very first show, Willy Wonka Kids, to now Brighton Beach Memoirs. We've come a long way, haven't we? Yes, yes. Um, eight years. Yeah. Of performances. Yeah, and I never stop. So, and I've done probably over 40 or 50 shows now at this point. Like Yes. Because, like, a couple years ago I counted and it was, like, 39 and I was like woo but like I've done a lot since then so I think that we're we're there so I mean I've had a lot of experience and I've gone a lot of places and I've learned a lot good and bad made the mistakes so we're going to be talking about like all of the things that you have to do to a find auditions get auditions and what you, you need know, to take to the auditions. What you need to take to the auditions. Like, you can't just show up empty-handed. No, absolutely not. It's like How any, do you dress for an audition? Yeah, dress to impress. Um, And we're also going to be talking about, like, you know, like, what it is for, like, the parents. Because my mom's been there behind the scenes with me. And she's had to deal with a lot as well. And she's had to take me places, deal with me, and, you know, just... It can be stressful. It can be heartbreaking if there's something that you really want and you don't get it. Yeah, Billy you know, Elliot. <laughs> especially when the kids are younger, you know. Yeah. I mean, at any age, if you really want something. But I think it's hard on the parent when it's... With uh, COVID, I haven't had a lot of audition auditions that I've, like, had, like, high stakes for. And, like, if I don't get this, I'll cry. Um, But the one or two that I have had like that... I've actually gotten, and I've been very lucky, and that was Sweeney Todd, and, well, I mean, I had a few others, and then, like, also Shrek, and... Yes, you had to go back for a few um, callbacks for callbacks that. Callbacks for that. I had Shrek, I had Sweeney Todd, oh, and before that, Mamma Mia, but that wasn't during the pandemic, but I remember being very dead set on Mamma Mia, yes, and the that, part you wanted. that caused, like... That caused turmoil in the household. I was like, I'm just waiting to hear. Yeah, why, yes, it's the waiting, too. It's it's just a whole... It's very stressful, the whole process. It's a whole series of events. So, anyways, without further ado, we're going to kick off our episode with a song from Dreamgirls. This is Jennifer Hudson singing You're Gonna Love Me. And this is fantastic, and she has an amazing audition story for this, and she she killed it. Um, I love this song. I'm sure you've heard it. It's quite iconic. So I'll catch you on the flip-flop. And I am telling you I'm not going You're the best man I'll ever know There's no way I can ever 
showroom at Caesar Palace is proud. Hey, 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 welcome back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Bitchin' About Broadway, Hawk Radio on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Elijah Zurich, and joined by me today is the bad bitch mothership, Mama Nikki. What's good? Yes, it's. I'm excited to be here again. <laughs> um, so the song we just heard was You're Gonna Love Me from the Broadway musical Dream Girl, sung by one of the best vocalists ever, Jennifer Hudson. We love me some J-Hud. So, um... She had a great audition story for this, too. Like, she was on, what show was it? American Idol. American Idol. And she didn't make it to the top whatever number it was. Ten. Top ten. Thank you. She was, like, number 11. She yeah, got. she got voted off. And she was like, no, why was I voted off? But then she auditioned for this. And she got it. And she was Which iconic. is the movie, Dream Girls, the movie. The movie. Dream, yes. And she got the Oscar. She won the Oscar. She for won the her. Oscar, and now she's out here like over Christmas singing with Mariah Carey, like the Queen vocalist and um, new Queen vocalist Ariana Grande. Like literally the three of them, that trio, amazing. It lives in my head rent free. I think it's like that is gonna be something we listen to every Christmas. Like it just it's it's iconic. I mean it's great. I like to use her success story that. Yeah. Like to remind you, like sometimes if you don't get something, like she wanted so badly to be in that top ten for the uh, American Idol, so she could do the tour, the national tour with yes. them, and she was devastated that she did not make the top ten, that she got booted at the eleven. But that's why I like to say, if she had not, you know, she even said she would never have auditioned for Dreamgirls, which led to the Oscar. So it's a blessing sometimes. Sometimes no's are a blessing. I mean, I've certainly had that. Um, I had a couple no's that, like, when I auditioned for Billy Elliot when I was younger, I was heartbroken because I really wanted the part, but I didn't get it. I didn't, I wanted to be Billy or Michael. I didn't get either. And I was really sad, and I didn't work for about, like, six months. I remember like, I auditioned for that, I auditioned for Adam's Family, and I lost, like, two dream shows within the span of, like, the two months. I remember That's true. that. I remember too. I remember I was like, oh my gosh. And then, like, no shade, but I was in a production of Beauty and the Beast Jr. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in a junior show when I could be doing these full length shows, but I'm like, not good. And you know, it was one of those because I had already been in full length shows and had that experience and like working with adults and at that level of just mentality in the workplace. And I was like, oh my but gosh. How old were you at the time? You're like 12? Yeah, I was 12. And then I turned 13, and there was a production of 13 the Musical, which is a show that fit me, like, totally at the time, like, all the guy parts. And I was like, you know what? We're going to go for it, and we're going to see what happens. And I got it, and then I was in Broadway World, and it was such a good part for me. And it was one of my most, like, it was like a character development moment. It was like when Spider-Man gets his powers, it was one of those moments, because <laughs> it, was, it was such, like, a little foundation of who I am today, so... I couldn't be happier that that's what happened. And that's then, what happens with the audition process. I mean, you, it's such an up and down yeah. process. And I've worked ever since. I mean, depending on the role. I mean, of course there were things like I was at the awkward stage around that time too because there weren't – I was too old for younger parts, but I wasn't quite old enough for older parts even though I definitely could have handled the, some of them better than the adults that were cast at the time and like – a few of, like, the community theater shows, like, nearby. Um, not saying I was, like, 
bro, I wasn't Rachel Berry. I wasn't Leah Michelle and Glee, like, the best ever. But, you know, I was, I was trained and I had, I, I had the, these experiences and I had, and it's like when you taste something and then you just can't, you're insatiable after that. So that's how I felt for a while. And, you know, high school theater is really good because you get to play these parts at such a young age because everyone in your age group is your age. So it's kind of an even playing field. So yes, if yeah, I've been for doing the community that theater yeah. and the high school productions. Yes, it is great. And I've been doing um high school productions like I did Mamma Mia, I did Les Mis. Um well, I've done a few of these multiple times, but recently Mamma Mia, Les Mis, Sweeney Todd, Songs for a New World, Jekyll and Hyde. No, I haven't done Jekyll and Hyde in high school yet. Well, I mean, when I was younger, but I still played the child part. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, those shows that I was talking about. Those... It was a high school production. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay. No, no, I know, I know. But I was, like, nine years old when I did it. And I've done a lot of high school productions as a small child because, you know, like, Les Mis, they needed Gavroche. Or Jekyll and Hyde, they needed the newspaper boy. Or Sweeney Todd, they needed Toby. So I was the child for those, like, teenagers. But now that I have grown up, I've gotten to be the teenager and I've gotten to be like close with the kids because I know what it's like, you know, it's like passing the torch. Like, yes. I remember when I went to audition for Les Mis and there were like six or seven, actually no, there were like eight little kids because they had little girls for a little Cosette too. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember when I was you, like I, I, I it was so, it was like kind of passing the torch and then I, I vibed and I got to be Tenardier and you know, he interacts a lot with little Cosette in the beginning. So yes. I always try to make sure that I am good to my, like, to the to the younger, younger people in the show. Because I've even talked to older kids, well, not even older kids, but, like, older people now that I am one of the older people, I guess. I'm like, why don't you just talk to the kids? They're like, oh, I don't talk to them because, like, like not because they did anything wrong, but just because they don't want to, like, associate. But when I was younger, when people would do that to me, I thought that I, like, messed someone over and I didn't know what I did. But now I know. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. They're just teenagers. Not even Not just teenagers. Like I met like a the... like I met like a 25 year old dude, and he was like, oh, I don't talk to the little kids. Like at one of the intensives, and I was like, wait, that's why? You know, I was so, I don't know because that's just not how I work. But anyways, I digress. Um, yes. So back to, the I've audition. been yeah, but I've been very lucky, and I am very well trained in terms of like I have great teachers and. I've been given some great opportunities that I've gotten to learn from. So, I mean, that's all part of it, too. Yes. Always train. I mean, like, yes, of course, have style and don't kill your art by putting yourself in a box. I mean, sometimes people think that's training by, like, defining who you are. But sometimes tr but training shouldn't be defining who you are. It should always be, like, exploring who you are. So, anyways. We're probably jumping ahead a little bit. So, if no one's auditioned before. Or right. if they want to go out for community theater. Yeah. It's always good to start there. Because, you know, you or don't want Or a school production. Or a... At a school production, what I would honestly recommend is, like, finding, like, a voice teacher on, like... And, you know, everything is so accessible now. I mean, in, in like, the world of COVID. Because we have, um... Because now we have, like, TikTok, and we have Instagram and Facebook, and everything is more virtual. So finding coaches and people to run your material by is so much easier. But anyways, um... Yes, eventually, you, you know, when people start to train, but... 
if I just want to try something and I have no training, what do I do? Yes. So I'm sure you've heard of performers like we just heard Jennifer Hudson, Idina Menzel, Hugh Jackman, and Ariana Grande. But have you ever thought about how they got to their level of performance entertainment? I mean... Because they're like the top tier. They are. They're the god tier, I would say. Um... And I'm sure you, you would be surprised to know, like, regardless of the level they're at now, the confidence they exude and the millions of fans, followers that they have now, they all began with an audition as an unknown performer. And I'm pretty confident that each of these musical theater performers were probably nervous when they entered the audition room. Um, auditioning is really just a job interview. Like, the the best advice I could give is honestly just show that you're a good hang. Because... No one's going to want to hire you if you're, like, you stand there and you stand on your ex and you're like, hi, I'm Elijah Zur. Can you just stand there and you're scared because they're like, oh my gosh. That's and you gonna probably be... are going to be scared going in. You're going to be scared, but, but you have to show your personality. Exactly. And I mean, I always try to show that, like, and then you have to read the room, too. Are you looking, are they looking for someone that's sweet or are they looking for someone that's, like, kind of cool? You know, like, and they're, and there's, like, different levels. Like, in the show I'm in now, it's, like, it's everyone is an adult. The youngest, um, they actually, there's only one other person under 18 that's younger than me and she's 16. So I get to be kind of vibe with her, but like all the other adults, I'm like, oh, they would just prefer me if I were like super sweet and be kind. And I mean, that's how you should always be, but they don't necessarily want like you integrating and being like fun with them because their, their, their humor is different. And I mean, I don't know. They're just, like, a different tribe. So, you have to read your room, too. So, like, if they're looking for someone cool, and also you can kind of tell by the show. Like, if they're if you're doing cabaret, they're looking for someone kind of cool. Yes. But if you're doing sound and music and they're looking for the kids, they need some sweet kids that can get the job done that are going to be super fun to work with because they're super sweet and everyone's going to love them. You know, that's what they're looking for. So, always read your room. And, but I show that you are cool to hang out with, but willing to learn, (coughs) exactly willing to learn, be open. And, um, the best thing I would say is to always after rehearsal, ask if the director had any notes on your performance or whatever, but I digress anyways. I get so excited about it. I know. Auditioning is a job interview and they want to see who you are and, Make sure to only show the good parts because, you know, it gets so meticulous. <laughs> um, so, though many of you may never audition for the stage, but I'm like 100% sure that each and every one of you will audition. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. Audition for at least one job in your life because we're all constantly auditioning. Like, even if you're going out like on a date. You know, yes, or that's a little audition or college auditions, even. I mean, yeah, colleges when people interviews. are applying to the college and yeah, college interviews, all of that. Musical theater college is like really difficult because we are being interviewed, but we also have to audition. Like, we have to, yes, we also have to up. send in a video and of us singing, um, doing all of that fun stuff and dancing, singing, acting, monologues, songs, combos different styles of dance. So we're auditioning while we're being interviewed and it's it's a tough process and that's why there's so many programs now that are like labeled like like college audition like college audition workshops. Yes. And I think that to, is really good. I think to that's help a, you prep specifically. I think that's such a good thing to have now because 
I mean, the books that are written on it, by the time they're published, they're already outdated. It, honestly, in my opinion, if it's a year old, it's too old. I'm like, I need to know the facts this year. I need to know what they're looking for this year. Because um, they are, because things are, think, uh, A, things have changed because of COVID. Yes. And then B, they're prioritizing certain things over others. So right now, they're, they're looking to represent more niche people and that's that's so wide like that could be a ethnicity which is probably the most obvious because you know there isn't there wasn't that much for like certain ethnicities before but now we've become so open and it's more diverse and more diverse and like so that's a and then like people with um certain disabilities or you know different like challenges different challenges are also being prioritized and um also different um um sexual orientations like like um I've seen that some some places are looking more into non-binary students and whatnot and I think that's I think it's really good that those people are being heard yeah so yeah so I mean like but that's but that's completely different than it would have been just a year ago yes so this is very new for like People, seniors, like, high school seniors that are going into colleges next year. This is very different, and this isn't the world they thought they would live in last year. So, it always changes. So, you know. Yes. So, I guess you could go in, and they could ask you a series of questions, or they might just expect you to do... Usually, if you go in for an audition, they have an expectation. They give you a list. Bring this, bring your song, bring a headshot, fill out this form, and... Uh, sometimes they speak to you when you go into an audition lodge. Do they, um, or sometimes they ask you questions? Depends on how it goes. Um, and also depends on what they're looking for. Like sometimes I've just walked in the room and I guess I've looked like something they were looking for, and they'll ask me questions and then I'll do my thing, or sometimes I'll do my thing and then they'll be like, "Oh, sit, sit," and I just like, I'm like, "Where?" So then I just sit on the floor and they talk to me. So, um, I've done things like that and then. One time when I did when I auditioned for Shrek, I one of my my monologue, I knew they loved John Mulaney. So instead of doing a monologue, I did a John Mulaney stand up. So then we talked about that. And it was like one of those things like And then I gave like I always give I try to give like little stand ups, but I don't force it. I mean if it if I find something funny, I'll make sure to say it's funny. And but like if I don't see anything that I find funny, then I'm not gonna say it because you never know. And yes. it it's not gonna come off sincere. If it's not sincere, you can't fake it. And sometimes you know, because that was a place you'd auditioned before, so you were familiar with your... My terrain. Right. But you may not do that at a new location where you didn't know anyone on the panel. And sometimes you have several people on the panel. Yes, but sometimes you can read them easy, too. Like, I've done that before, too. Like, I I did BAA, and I would... I would Broadest, read them. Broadway Artist Alliance in yes. New York. And they and they're wonderful and I love them. They're so delightful. But I I just I don't know. I just went and I was like, okay. And I like felt it out like the well, my audition. They actually they do an audition tour and they came to Florida to audition, like kind of scouting. So I went to that and that's how I got in. So I went to that and I they they accepted me and I went to New York that summer. But I already knew, like, the feeling from that audition because I remember them just being, like, so kind. Yes. And I met the CEO, and she was great. And then I met, like, 
one of the dance instructors that was, of course, a Broadway star. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, like, legit. And it uh, and that was high stakes for you, because that was something you really wanted. Oh, I cried after. In fact, you said, oh. don't tell anyone I auditioned, just in case you didn't get in, I remember. Oh, yeah, and, like, also in theater, like, I mean, everyone has it. There, there's always someone that doesn't like you, or someone who's jealous, or, like, somebody that, like, screwed you over when you were, like, five. You know, like... And I have those because, I mean, I've only done theater in this state. And I've as many states as I've lived in, this is the only one I've done theater in. So I was like, I don't want her and her and him and him knowing that I went out for this. Because if I don't get it, I know that they're going. Because they had, like, auditions at schools and they went to a performing arts school. And I, I'm, I'm homeschooled. So I was like... They're not going to know. They already knew they got in. Oh, yeah. And I went, my audition was an hour away. Like, I went to a town where no one knew me. I was like, we're not, we're not taking the risk. But also now my confidence is so boosted because I got in. I've done other intensives since then, like different companies. And now I'm like, I could get into your intensive, no problem. Like, but the point is, it can be very scary. Yeah. But then when I got, so after that audition, I cried because like the tension of that, like whole, like two weeks leading up to it. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to (gasps) do. So then I did that. And then after that, I cr- and then once I got in, it was like 11 days later, they sent me my little acceptance letter and I cried at Disney World because <laughs> I was in the line for Anna and Elsa because my cousins were in town and they're little. So we went to go meet Anna and, Anna and Elsa and I love Frozen. So of course I got into it. So I was there and then I got out of the line after I met him and then I looked at my phone and my dad had called me and he was like, dude, you got in. And I was like, ah. So then I was like, crying around Epcot and my aunt was like, period. And she was like, she was totally wasted. It was food and wine festival. So it was a great time. Anyway, so anyone going in for an audition, they just need to be brave. I'm not sure if it gets any easier, especially like you said, if it's something you really want. You I don't always think have it does. Bit of nerves. As long as I've done it, I have the same level of nerves. I mean, sometimes it's really bad. Because I've had instances where things were, like, heightened. Because I knew certain people were going to be there. Like, whether it be people auditioning. Because, I mean, I've been to some auditions where I just, like, could not stand a couple people that were auditioning. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they're going to be there and they're going to, like, give me that backhanded comment. Because... Or you, what if you all end up in the show together? Then I know, like, do I then, have to perform with these people? Oh, yeah. And there's always that. And I mean, like... It's honestly not a point of, like, being, like, oh, I'm disagreeable and this, that, and the other. That's not even what's happening. It's really just, like, there's always someone that, like, that, I mean, everyone has this person. Everyone I know has this person. Yeah, like it could be in school. It could be in sports. Like, I've met, like, some work. You know, like, some of my friends are the sweetest people in the world wanting her to fly, and they have, like, so many of these people that are, like, out to get them or just, like, shady toward them. And I'm, like, why? She's so sweet. She's so much nicer than me. So, it's just, like, a thing. It just comes with it. So, that's where my nerves come from. I'm like, oh, my gosh. If he knows that I did not book... You know, it's like that. Or if we both booked this and I have to see him every day, it's one of those things. But that's just, like, growing up. Like, you have to to do things. But But anyways, Mom and Nikki, I have a question for you. Have you ever auditioned for anything? Um, I did. I auditioned for uh, church musicals, but it was nothing formal like what you go through. Because mine was like, ah, you're in the youth choir, and they just kind of picked you. So um, I never had to get up and sing and ask questions, be asked questions. I have to respond to that. I've done lots of interviewing, yes, and I know that that's similar. 
Mama but, Nikki has a master's degree, guys. So I didn't have to um, sing for anyone like that during my interviews. <laughs> Thank goodness I wouldn't have booked those jobs. And Mama Nikki says she can't sing, but she's also the same girl that like literally harmonized with me today at the Moe's. Like, we were in the Moe's line, and I forget what I was singing. No, I was singing. It was Mama Mia. Oh, I was And like, I was totally, it was totally an accident because I'm like tone deaf. It was Dancing Queen. I was like, having the time of your life. Ooh. You didn't do that, but it was so I cute. Know. See, went, I can't do You it went like, ooh. And it like, uh, it just like was crisp. And I was like, man. It was a miracle that it happened. I was like, ma'am, you really just harmonized with me in the line from Moe's. So, uh, Mama Nikki, I, you're, you're so a if, lost talent. Yes, thank you. So the audition, they need to have stuff with them when they go in. But I think we'll talk about that after the break, of what they need to take with them when they go to the audition. Yes, we will. So our next break, um, we're going to have one of Oh, my gosh. I love this song so much. This is from the TV show Smash. Every theater kid watches this. This song is our anthem. It is it, – the show is about – these two girls, well, it's actually about, like, so many people, but the main characters are these two girls, and they're both going in for the same part, and they're both in the callbacks, and then one of them is the understudy, and one of them gets the part, and then they, like, keep fighting for the part. I think it was a little more, comp- made a little more complicated for, like, television purposes, but... It's very soap opera-esque. It was, but it was so good, and it was so true in so many ways, but it was, like, a Broadway audition, and, like... The Broadway show, the making of an original Broadway show, and then like one of them got another part. But my favorite part about the show was that one of them got like booked a different show that was originating at the same time, and they weren't just fighting for the role at that point; they were fighting for the Tony that year. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, they really just raised the stakes." Anyways, 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 it's such a good show. If you but what seen- is the song? Okay, period. This from is Smash. This is "Let Me Be Your Star" from the TV show Smash. Sung by Catherine McPhee, the icon that is Catherine McPhee. Yes. And Megan Hilty. And I love her. And fun fact, she's the singing voice of Snow White in Shrek. And it is so funny to me because I grew up with Shrek and I love that scene and it's so iconic. So I grew up with Megan's voice and I love her. So we'll catch you on the flip flop. I hope you enjoy it. Mwah. With a hunger for fame And a face and a name to remember The past fades away Because as of this day Norma Jean's gone She's moving on Her smile and your fantasies play
Hey everyone, welcome back. You are listening to Elijah and Nikki at Bitchin' About Broadway on Hawk Radio, Anchor FM. We just heard Let Me Be Your Star, sung by the fantastic Catherine McPhee and Megan Hilty. The song is from the TV series Smash that is set to become a Broadway show but called Bombshell. Yes, I was excited about that because we love the Smash series so much. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you go to BAA, they give you this pamphlet and they pass it out to the parents. Mm-hmm. And it has a list of Broadway shows that are presently um, on Broadway. And also had a list of stuff that, that was in the works. And when I saw that Bombshell was actually being made into a Broadway musical with the writers, the same writers. They did um, Hairspray. They did the music for Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And, of course, they did all the music for Bombshell. I mean, for um, Smash. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're actually going to make the fictional story in the show Smash an actual... Um, and it needed to be done about Marilyn Monroe. So we're excited. Yeah. I hope they keep all these songs. Bombshell, the show that they have in the show Smash. The show in the show. Yes, is, the show um, it's, the show. it's Bombshell, and it's about the life of Marilyn Monroe. So I think Bombshell is perfectly fitting for that. Yes. The name. So I hope that they press on and they continue to do that one. That would be great. Yes. So anyways, um, I just love this song, and I think it's great. So... Yes, so we were talking about getting ready for auditions, but when you show up to an audition, you need some things to have in hand with you. So I would say one of the very first things we need when we walk in, I say we, the royal we, because it's you, not me. (laughs) I would say the very first thing you need is a resume. It is, really. It is a resume, and I mean, honestly, everybody... That I know, like, I, I look at when they, when I see their resume, I, I'm, I'm very critical. I'm like, okay, but, like, how is this layout? Is the print too small? Sometimes people will just pack in everything. I'm like, I can barely read this. Yes. I mean, because they do say don't be any more than two pages. Ideally, you should only be one. <clears throat> and yeah, we yeah. all want to brag and say, look at what I've done. Look what I've done. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. But actually, you really only need to do the big stuff. And it was hard for me updating your resume because you're like, uh, please take off that I was the candy man and Wonka kids. I'm, you know, going on 18. I don't yeah. need that on my resume. And I'm like, oh, but you were so cute. I knew it needs to be on Yeah, but like no one's going to care. No one cares. They are not. No one's going to hire you at 18 because you were candy man and Wonka kids. So you, it's time to update it. It needs to be removed. And that's actually right. So if you have stuff on your resume that is old news... Or, you know, if you have more leads now than ensemble, then you're going to have to, you know, take that stuff off, off the resume. So not just compi- compiling it is the first thing. You got to get it all together. And then, of course, once you have it, you need to keep it updated. It's easier to keep it edited than it is putting it together. And uh, so I think the resume should be at the top of the to-do list because not only do you need a resume for the auditions, but you need resume in, if you ever go for a job interview. <clears throat> of course, they're going to be different, but once you get it started, a lot of the you know information will carry over, like you know talents and references and dates and education will um, be the same. So when you compile it, um, so it takes time. 
you get it all together. You can't do it. Don't say, oh, I have an audition next week. I'll just type out the resume now. No, I would allow yourself a couple of weeks actually to do it. Get it all together. There's plenty of samples online and follow those samples. In some places that you go, I know what you do the intensives like BAA, they have formats that they want you to have specifically for like what New York likes. So you can look that up, make sure they're up to date, current resumes. Don't be pulling something out from 2005 and say, oh, I like how this looks. You want to stay relevant and current. Yeah, you don't wanna, like I said earlier, if it is even a year old, the information is outdated. Right, yeah, not just information, but I just meant the style. Well, I mean, everything. Yes, yes. That goes for everything. The information, the template, just the way things were generally done. And I'm big on, you know, more is better as far as if you do your resume, you need to show it around. Look at this. Look for errors. How does it look? Does it make sense? Are there typos? It's not like a secret thing. You want to pass it around to a couple of people that you trust. And show it to a friend. And have them, you know, like, you know, it might look perfect in your eye or it might make sense and they can be confused. Like, I don't even understand what's going on here. It needs to be uniform. You, you can't just, you can't start with the date on one line and then the title of the show and then the next one you put your part and then the date. It's got to all match. It's got to look, it's got to look pretty. And in, like I said, it takes time to gather it all and figure out the, the dates. So definitely start on that. Even if you're not planning on going out for a job immediately or an audition immediately. Just have the draft in your it. computer. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not that hard, guys. Just keep the draft when you have it. Yes, it's just time consuming. It's definitely time consuming. And you won't. It's easier it. to go back and edit than to create that from scratch. Correct, and this is really interesting. Um, the Career Guide website says that the person reviewing your resume will do so in a six-second scan. Yeah, and I'm like six seconds. What is the most important thing? This is not a mystery novel. No. Your biggest part, your biggest accomplishment better not be buried in there and it better not be the last thing I see. If I'm only, somebody's going to spend six seconds, it better be at the top of the list. Yeah. Make the greatest impact. All the relevant information's got to, and it's got to be legible. That's why it cannot be like super small font. I'm going to cram two papers in on one. No, it's got to be just the highlights. If you've got the goods, they'll ask, what else have you done? What else you have you know do you have experience with this and then you could say things that are not on your resume but oh and every audition you go to you may need to alter the resume a little exactly i know we flip-flop stuff depending on if you're going out for a more serious role or more comical role we'll flip-flop um stuff around and put stuff at the top yeah and uh because if that's what they're going to see we want them to see the top stuff first mommy and nikki and i really play the game we really are like, okay, girl, it's this audition. We got to put that at the top, you know? Right. And that goes for everything. That all goes for your audition song as well. You just don't go in with the same song, the same monologue every time. You need to adapt it. Exactly. And the next important thing you need is... Headshots! Woo! Yes. And what is a headshot? Is it just your school picture? No. Absolutely no, not. That's the worst. Not. Is it just... if? I mean, I know sometimes we're in a pinch. We've been in a pinch. We've had to do the... Try to do the natural shot outside in the backyard. We've had to do the, the blank wall. I mean, the, you know, the blank wall behind us and try to do it. 
I know sometimes when you're in a pinch, you have to do the best you can and try to get the best picture, but it is more than just a quickie picture, you know, and don't do your Christmas picture where you're all in your Santa hat and everything and try to use that as your, your headshot. It's not your Christmas card. I mean, it is not. There's honestly an art to the headshot. Like it has to be of your face. It has to be well lit. It has to look aesthetic just because, you know, I mean, it's, it's like your calling card. Exactly. It has to look like you. Don't come in with your headshot when you have blue hair and now I'm in, you're in front of me and you've got blonde hair. Or especially when you're young. I mean, like, every six months you look different. You yes. Know? you got braces and this one from two years ago, but now you're in front of me and you don't have braces. I don't even know who, what I'm looking at. Your headshot should be a current and representative of who you are. Yes. It should be 8 by 10 and it should be printed out on um, photo paper. Yeah. Don't be doing it at home on just regular old notebook paper type stuff. Yeah. Typing uh, paper. And even if you have to, you're in a pinch and you have to go to Walmart and have to get it printed. I mean, make do, but do it the best you can. But when you have money and you have time, you need to find a professional photographer to do the headshots. And there are some affordable stuff some for people out there. You know, it's not all, you know, four or five, eight hundred dollars. You know, shots. We have found some for seventy-five dollars, hundred dollars, hundred and thirty dollars, and they need to be. You know, research the person, make sure the pictures are good, their quality is good. But sometimes, you know, the person will look at that picture. That's the look we need. This is the person I want. Let's call this person in, or I remember this person because it looks like you. Yeah. And I've gotten things, oh, excuse me, I've just got, I've gotten jobs based on how I looked, like, if it's like they're casting, like, a family, and all of them have, like, brown curly hair and, like, freckles, I mean, that's me, I have brown curly hair and freckles, I mean. So, so like, this is our son, let's do it, let's yeah. put him in. So, um, exactly, and that's why they say don't always be discouraged when you don't get a part, because sometimes they are, there is a look that they need. Exactly, and I mean... As unfair as it is, I mean, if you're, like, blonde with blue eyes, I mean, it's harder to put you into, like, a family that's, like, has, like, a darker complexion or, like, all of them have dark hair. You just kind of, like, it's kind of like a sore thumb. And, I mean, you know, and it's different. And I've been in positions where I'm not the blonde with the blue eyes, and that's why I don't get it. So there's, like, a time and place, and, I mean, it's not one of those things to get discouraged about. No, no. And, you know, because there will be another part. There's always stuff going on. Especially here in the Tampa area, there's so many opportunities for community theater and local theaters. And more so than I think I've seen in other locations. For sure, it was interesting enough, when we lived in California, I don't remember any theater stuff. They didn't even have theaters in the school in they our didn't. area. I don't even and I found know. that really interesting. I said, this is California. And that was before we were in, in the theater, so I could be a little bit mistaken. But it seemed like that stuff wasn't um, there locally for us. Anyway, so the headshot is an introduction and a first impression. It is. And so for musical theater, the headshot allows the director to immediately, like we just said, a physical map. And that information, you can just set, you know, the director, he or she can just set that information aside important your name and your phone number the correct information need to be on your headshot mm -hmm. and on your resume even if your name's like professionally printed on the front of the headshot if they need to contact you on the back 
of the headshot, you make sure that your phone number's there. Write it in a Sharpie, don't let it poke through the resume. But if your resume and your, head and your headshot get, sorry, if they get separated on your headshot, your phone number needs to be there so they can say, I can't find the other information, but I need to contact this person. So that's always a good tip to have the uh, your phone number on there as well. For sure, 100%. So those are the top two things, the headshot and resume. I mean, that's not all because we wanted to maybe talk about um, the music for people going into musical theater. Yes. And then, like, when you go into... The mu when the music stuff that's a whole different ball game. So the third most important thing you need is music, and I mean like that's all like your rep book, and that's your sheet music, and we'll get into that. But that we'll do we'll take another break. I yes. really want to show you guys another song. This is so much better from Legally Blonde, sung by Laura Bell Budney and the original cast of Legally Blonde. Catch you on the flip flop. All of this time I planned I'd be patient and you would love me again You'd come to respect my mind And at last you'd find you could love me again And I have turned my whole world upside down Trying not to let you go Watching you walk away
I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'ma get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough. A shiny piece of coal Trying to reach my goal My power of speech Unimpeachable Only 19 But my mind is older These New York City streets Get colder I shoulder Every burden Every disadvantage I've learned to manage I don't have a gun to brandish I walk these streets famished The plan is To fan this Walk into a flame But damn it's getting dark So let me spell out the name I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R We are meant to be A colony that runs independently Meanwhile Britney keeps shitting On us endless Essentially, they tax us relentlessly Then King George turns around, runs a spending spree He ain't never gonna set his descendants free So there will be a revolution in this century Enter me He says in parentheses Don't be shocked when your history book mentions me I will lay down my life if it sets us free Eventually you'll see my ascendancy And I am not thrown away my shot I am not thrown away my shot And hey, yo, I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot I am not throwing away my shot I am not throwing away my shot And hey, yo, I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot It's time to take a shot I dream of life without a monarchy The unrest in France will lead to anarchy Anarchy, are you say? Are you say? Or oh, anarchy <laughs> When I fight, I make the other side panicky with my shot Yo, I'm a tailor's apprentice And I got child knuckleheads and local parentis I'm joining the rebellion Cause I know it's my chance to socially advance Instead of sewing some pants, I'm gonna take a shot And but we'll never be truly free Until those in bondage have the same rights as you and me right. You and I do or die Ooh. Wait till I sally in on a stallion With the first black Geniuses, lower your voices. You keep out of trouble and you double your choices. I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. You've got to be carefully taught. If you talk, you're gonna get shot. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot. Blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God who put us all in one spot? Pop in a squad and conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists. Position, show me where the ammunition is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes I get overexcited, shoot off at the mouth. I never had a group of friends before. I promise that I'll make y'all proud. Let's get this guy in front of a crowd. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot.
imagine death so much it feels more like a memory When's it gonna get me? In my sleep, seven feet ahead of me? If I see it coming, do I run or do I let it be? Is it like a beat without a melody? See, I never thought I'd live past twenty Where I come from, some get half as many Ask anybody why we live it fast and we laugh, reach for a flash We have to make this moment last, that's plenty Scratch that, this is not a moment, it's the movement Where all the hungriest brothers with something to prove went Foes oppose us, we take an honest stand We roll like Moses, claiming our promised land And if we win our independence Is that a guarantee of freedom for our descendants? Or will the blood we shed begin an endless cycle of vengeance and death with no defendants? I know the action in the street is exciting But Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting I've been reading and writing We need to handle our financial situation Are we a nation of states? What's the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting I'm passionately smashing Every expectation, every action's an act of creation I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow For the first time I'm thinking past tomorrow And I am not for the way Welcome back. This is Bitchin' About Broadway on Hawk Radio Anchor FM. I'm Elijah Zurich, your host, with my co-host, Nikki Zurich, today, my bestie and my mother. The song we just heard was so much better from Legally Blonde the Musical. I think that that musical ran... I think that Legally Blonde the Musical walked so that Mean Girls and Heathers could run. That's just my personal thought. I love that song. I enjoyed that one so much more. So much. It's very inspiring to me. It is. Period. So, like I said before the break, we're talking about auditions and auditioning and the process of it. Um, and I wanted to discuss sheet music. So, like, what I do, what everyone I know does, is that we all get, like, a binder. And then we put our sheet music with, like, our cuts in there. Our one minute, our 16 bar, our 32 bar. And sometimes, like, if you're not equity and you're in New York, your 8 bar cut into this binder and we call it a rep book um rep stands for representative as in like the representative material of who you are as a performer so like when you go in for an audition this is like the kind of music that you sing for the roles that you kind of want to be cast in yeah and they have to be clean copies because the pianist has to be able to yeah and there's also like a read it period and there's also a discrepancy as to whether like you can have sheet protectors. I've never had a problem and I've always had sheet protectors. So I think it honestly just depends on the pianist. And every pianist will have a different preference of what they want. So, I mean, just kind of see who you're auditioning for before you go in, I guess. But I've never had a problem with the sheet protectors. And I have mine in sheet protectors. Um, I like to keep mine really organized. So I have mine in sheet protectors in the My Binder. And then I have like page dividers. And if you're really fancy, which I think that everyone should do, is type out a little list of everything in your book. Your that title little, page? Yeah, your title page, like your little table of contents. And, you know, for that, like, once every blue moon, when they're like, what else do you have? You can be like, oh, well, anything on this list, my brother. And it's like a whole time. So. Oh, and yeah. specifically, when you're going to an audition, you should not 
unless specifically asked, you should not take a song from the show you're auditioning for. Exactly. 100%. But you should try to get something in the aesthetic of the show. Yes. And some shows are really hard to audition for, like Spring Awakening, specifically. There's not a lot like it. And when I went in for that, I was like, whatever, we'll just sing like something we sing well. But now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I could have done like a pop song because it's a rock musical. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, but that is actually becoming more and more common that you are asked to sing for, from the show for an audition. So I find it 